Hello, everybody, and welcome to D&D 404. I'm your DM, Tony, and join with me today are the other three kobolds in my trench coat. Fellas, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourselves, starting with the forever bashful Jared. Top kobold here, Jared, playing Armos, ready to go. Oh, you're just taking the top seat, I see. <laughs> <laughs> I am the uh, second one from the bottom up, Minus Pebble Walker, played by Dan. I'm a tiny minotaur, uh, half, <laughs> basically halfling minotaur ranger. Uh, and I'm Alec, and apparently I got put on the bottom of this trench coat. Uh, I play <laughs> Drell the Ashborn, a goliath fighter. It's all right, I'm the tail. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so you know everybody, everybody listening, you know the deal. Before we get into the recap, we gotta do the run down. And I just wanna say, uh, we're coming we're thinking about doing some more one shots on the Twitch. We're uh finishing out those details. We got some great stuff coming your way. News to us as we are now starting to record episode twenty seven, we have seen a huge uptick in the last few weeks. Um, because we do record a little ahead. Um in the last three weeks or so, we've seen a huge uptick of uh, listeners coming in. And we just want to thank you guys for giving us your time today and enjoying the podcast and getting a lot of positive feedback. We got more people joining in on the Discord, sharing the love, and just talking about Dungeons and & Dragons. And it's been an awesome experience, uh, especially over the last few weeks. So I just want to say uh, thank you. Ditto. For letting us be a part of your day. <laughs> Yeah, look at us. If you've seen the <laughs> the wand guy going, that, that was me. Uh, that was our video. Oh, yeah. As of today, we had 50K Woo! on TikTok. Thank you again. Look Thank at us. Again. Again. Um, also, just while we're we're doing the rundown, um, we're joining the Discord because I think we were talking before this, and I think we're going to do some like in Discord events with like people just be like hanging out in the discord playing games so mm -hmm. if you guys want to get a part of it make sure you just join absolutely we probably would have may have started this stuff by the time you listen to this episode but Ooh, uh, we true. also may have some youtube content already available for you guys um and then you know keep an eye out on the twitter you know what i'm saying that's where you get the hottest news and discord twitter i hardly know her uh, <laughs> oh god! All right. <laughs> all right. Can we just let's go start it? Yeah, all right, we'll just go right into the recap. <laughs> In our last session, our heroes sneak through the dark alleyways of the knots and find Thumbus's secret basement hideaway. Upon entering the dingy basement furnished with expensive furniture, the heroes continue their investigation into Thumbus's secrets and find his elderly mother, Granny Wolfrey. After a quick ruse on Armos, the gang then battle the haggy granny and vanquish her corrupt heart destroying her blood shard in the process we pick up with our heroes entering a war down alchemist lab bard play that intro and let's get on with the show good morning good afternoon and good evening and welcome to the world of humbrea featuring three first-time adventurers and one very patient dm this is dnd 404 <laughs> Okay, so can you go ahead and um, just describe this room again for us? Okay, so you guys, after vanquishing Granny Wilfrey, you explored her her quarters, her room, uh, 
her room was very well furnished. And the second you leave her room, there was two entrances. There was an entrance and an exit. The rest of the basement looked just as darky, dark and dingy as you entered it. There, everything's cracked. Uh, there's moss coming through all the stones. And there's really shoddy carpets just trying to cover up the dirtiness of it. Okay. You also found a small room full of half-eaten dead children. Further down that hallway, you guys turn and find a worn down alchemist lab. And before, and where we're picking up is you guys see a rune painted on the floor in the middle of all this alchemist equipment, scattered books and papers and cloth furniture and pushed to the corners. A broken and tattered rune that was painted on the floor that looks like um, broken away to like disrupt any magical essence that might be surging through it, making sure that this rune is rendered inactive. Minus is already looking at the. I'm already looking at the uh, rune with my magnifying glass. I whip that out. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I'm I guess like crawling things, on the ground. Can can I see how long ago like if this is smeared can i see like if it's dried up like how long ago it might have been done at first glance it is not magic components that make up this rune or a special type of marker it is indeed blood it is old coagulated blood just looking at the consistency of blood it has been stained onto the floor for quite some time you can guess maybe about over two weeks or so and in various uh, spots of this blood rune where like a hieroglyphic would be in like its various corners are scratched out very shoddily. And it's like somebody tried to like maybe wash it up with some cleaning products or just scraped it away with their nail. Also variously placed with no type of pattern or rhythm to it are actual dried up pools of blood. You can assume that whatever was in this circle was sacrificed or blood was its component to activate it or maybe does one it, of the components does it look like it's like been like multiple layers of blood like it looks like it's not the first time that's been done like it looks like it's the same space that keeps being used over and over specifically in the middle it is more blood that has been coagulated and stocked up over time but the blood splatter mm -hmm. is not controlled so go ahead and now give me an investigation check Almost, I want you well, to give me an arcana check. Firstly, I tell Sid, hey, Sid, take the kids on a walk. This is a bad scene. Me, 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 me. You see Sid, he rolls yeah, out from your shoulder and about 20 of them roll out <laughs> from your pants, pants sleeve and they just walk out the door. You know, me, 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 Here's me, the gold. Me, Here's me, the gold. Go get them some ice cream. Hand of them a dragon it bad. because it's bigger than them. <laughs> Real Pikmin stuff. Real a, Pikmin uh, stuff. <laughs> I got a four minus one, so a three on my investigation. All right, Minus, what did you get? We're gonna combine those scores here. Can I can I just give him instead of rolling, can I give him advantage? I have minus one like to investigation. I would definitely oh. roll yourself. Alright. <laughs> Alright. Well, it's not good. That would be a five. That's with it that's with advantage. Okay, you added your proficiency to it? Yeah, with my proficiency. <laughs> so what you can determine with a a nine or 10 combined score is that the blood splatters, right? Are outward, not inward or not dripped. Like if somebody got stabbed and dripped blood on the floor, the blood splatter is outwards. Like they exploded. When you guys see the tables around them, you see shattered alchemy equipment, a bunch of vials and flasks. 
those flasks are broken, but a lot of them are pushed against the wall. So whatever exploded or popped in this spot had enough force to knock over anything within its vicinity. Almost. What did you get on your Arcana check? 18. Ooh, so you know exactly what this is. And you know what it is to your belief. So you go over and your mind goes white as you start to flash back to your origin when you performed your ritual that went wrong. You recognize the exact same blood rune that's on this floor is the one that you made. You believe that this is a sending portal. So somebody would create this rune on the floor, perform the ritual with the intent of sending something through the portal. It's a sending portal? Right. Like, mm. So if you wanted to send something to another realm, dimension, plane, you would use a rune. And this one sends to a very specific one. And you know that this was the same rune that you made when you uh, had that faithful incident. Is there like, uh, what? what's the distinguishing marks that make it ascending portal? You recall who gave you this information and it was a confidant of Vero Grimgard, one of the Red Dawn cultist members who founded the Red Dawn before he became such a big name that he is today, where you guys heard whispers of uh, how he's such an evil guy. So through one of his connections, he fed you this information and whatever your motives were at the time, you tried to send something through this portal and the markings, the hieroglyphics are written in some form of abyssal and demon language. Interesting. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, uh, so almost, do you, uh, do you know what this thing is or what? And I nope, kind of like not a clue. kick the dust <laughs> up. <laughs> Well, clearly someone died and their blood splattered in this weird, crazy art. I don't know what it means. Um, so I go up to go up to it and examine it some more. And then I uh, fill the guys in, letting them know that something's been sending out of here. At oh, it's not just art. Okay, okay. Not to cut you off, but as you art. start to explain, Reginald then cuts in mid-sense when you say sending portal or whoever made this uh rune tried to send he cuts you off and he goes that's not sending that's summoning mm. this is a portal this is a markings to summon some something do you know what it is yeah this is how you get me hmm do you think the i mean this wasn't what the grandma was what else could this be around in this area or was it the grandma i mean she was pretty nasty yeah, wouldn't but be surprised if is uh, she like she and I, I hold up Reginald like this nasty or <laughs> dude the ears the ears his <laughs> feet start like thumping but there's nothing to thump on the ground his legs are just like twitching he's like breaking his back as he's flailing <laughs> the ears the ears <laughs> so I put him down and I, uh so we looked everywhere else in the room correct and there's no like is there any distinguishing books or anything like that that maybe are connected to this portal in any way or so all the intentions were focused on this rune with good reason um gotcha so the rest of it's just junk in the area no 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 so as i want you guys to give me another investigation check the three of you make a group to see if you could find anything else okay 
I wanted to look specifically at like either the backpack next to the wall or the desk. Yeah, okay. I was gonna say I definitely wanted to go over the desk with all like the potion, like the mixture of potions and stuff on it. So uh, I got a mm -hmm. one on my <laughs> investigation. Nice. I, I got a two, but nice. it's minus one, so I got a one. <laughs> <laughs> so I as really you, need to boost that stat. I got a modified twenty. Oh, I got a thirteen. So you guys cleared this group check. Uh, as Drell walks over to the desk, he breaks something. Uh, as oh, he fuck. knocks over a vial filled with like this mysterious liquid, it like melts the floor a little bit. What you guys see is that Drell is on a table and given the equipment that's around, that's like a brewing station. You can, from what you guess, nothing there on that table is actually complete. When you guys start searching the desk, you see a bunch of books. And a lot of it is just uh, alchemic formulas and equations to make whatever he wants to brew. But you look in a bag next to the desk, and it's filled with vials and a, and a small box that looks like it has something rattling inside. When you, you shake it, and you can feel something moving inside. But there's about six potions sealed up in like a small crate in a bag um with a note on it and it just says um it just says order made out to and it has like a name scribbled in there it says wilfred uh order made out to wilfred to be delivered uh and it has like a date for next week when you search through the papers on his desk you just see more of these formulas and nothing really sticks out but Almost with your 18 arcana check, you definitely sensed magic in this room, but it wasn't coming for the rune because the rune was destroyed. You sensed the uh, divination magic. When you get closer to the desk, you sense more divination magic where this is the source of it. You find a blank piece of paper. It doesn't have anything on it, but it is emanating. It is this piece of paper is emanating divination magic. Do we recognize any of the potions? Yeah, I was gonna say my I have an alchemist for dummies that I got That's back. True. <laughs> you do have an alchemist for dummies. I do. I'm from what was his name? Kemi Joe. Kemi Joe. Kemi Joe. <laughs> yeah, he gave me an alchemy for dummies. <laughs> back in the city college, you just see you just see a bald no uh, bald gnome go. Huh. Well, I guess I'm the popular guy tonight, huh? He sneezes. Um. You look at the potions and you recognize a few of them except one. You see four red potions that look like healing potions, but they're a bit bigger than the healing potions you've been drinking. They're potions of greater healing. Give me that. You see two tealish potions. These are mana potions. You see one potion that's orange in color on the orange vial. It has the etching uh, HS on it labeled. And it's labeled like as if it had the intent to sell uh, with no price on it. And then the last vial is the one you don't recognize. It's gray. It's murky. When you move it, it moves like oil rather than a liquid uh, consistency like the other potions have. It's very gray and smoky. When you shake it, the so, oil like mixes with like the shadowy gray up top mixes. And then if you leave it alone, it starts to separate over time until you shake it again. So real quick. Four greater healing, mm -hmm. two mana. Two mana. One, what's the other one? One orange potion that has the words HS on it. I'm sorry, HG. Which, gotcha. which, which, that was the orange-ish one? And then when you open the box, 
there's a ring inside. There's a magic ring. And on inside, there's a note that says, for Wilfred, this may come in handy. Wilfred is uh, the guy that died? No, this is an unknown name. It's an. It looks like an yeah. order ready to be given to somebody who happened to be named Wilfred. This looks like an order for like, somebody bought something for a store or placed an order with him and he brought it here to deliver it next week. Oh my God. Yeah. We're sitting in an Amazon warehouse in D&D. <laughs> the, They're summoning the potions. The other boxes you see <laughs> are just raw material that would be used in potions and it's like random components. And matter of fact, almost if you had any components you may have burned, you can definitely find whatever basic components you need in this room and restock if you wanted to. Mm. Including a cup of water? Cup of water! Checking. He's been holding his cup of water since Gilo. Yo, I just, <laughs> yeah. I figure like he just walked around with like a Dixie cup and he's just, you know what I mean? Holds it up eye level just so everyone knows. Like, yes, I, I will use this if I have mm -hmm. to. What's the ring look like? Oh yeah. The ring just looks like a solid band and it has some runes inside. Does anybody speak um, Elvish? It's uh, a big negative on my, my side. I do not, no. No. Oh, it's in Elvish. Guys, we gotta find an elf. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I know an elf. So whoever- <laughs> We met one. So you do sense some magical essence from it. It is indeed a magic item. Uh, the All the Elvish means is that it came from an elven source. So whoever made it, enchanted it, uh, an elvish language was written on the inside. <gasps> Wait, Kara's elvish, right? She is. Bro, she's so far. <laughs> We're going all the way back yeah. to visit Let's Kara. Let's go all the way back this to This ring is probably really <laughs> insignificant, but we want to know everything about it. I'm and sure someone like, at the, uh, what's the place called? The Thieves Forge? Yes. None of them are elves. Wait, 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 wait. What if I'm we... sure someone at the Thieves Forge must We're be not gonna have some right? random dude fucking Here. What if we send They're our friends? What do you mean? What if we send the owl what's what's her name? Leslie. Uh, Leslie Quillfeathers. What if we send Leslie to go to Kara with the ring to see what it's No with a note. <laughs> she's with our, a note of She's what's our fucking carrier pigeon. <laughs> so in the normal parts of town, there are humans and then there are half elves. Those are the common races here. <laughs> it is also not uncommon for a human to know Elvish. You know what Minus does? You know that thing you do with leaves when you're a kid and you like rub the mm -hmm. chalk over the paper, uh. <laughs> put the leaf under it? I do that with a ring while like turning the ring to get all the language mm. out on my notebook. Yeah. I mean, you could just like slip it on and just find out what it does. Armos, put this on. You put that on. Drell just grabs it. Oh, I was going to say, Drell just grabs it and puts it on his finger. We'll see if it fits. So you put it on as like a pinky ring? Yeah. No, I put it on my middle finger. You put it on your middle finger? So you slip it on yeah. your middle finger. It's a bit that. tight. As you can see, like your finger turns purple a little bit before it adjusts. Um, and then you feel a quick surge. Oh, fuck. Wait, my finger turns purple? Like it's cutting off the circulation? It gets a little tight before your finger just kind of adjusts to the oh, pressure. Fuck. Um, you guys got any butter or some Pam? <laughs> you try to yank it Sweet. off and it's a little tight around your flesh with your massive Goliath hands and you feel a quick surge from your hand to your mind. Uh. <laughs> Wait, did he slap himself? No. <laughs> you, by nature, can understand that this is um, 
for magic use, but because you don't have a magical nature, you can't quite understand what it Drell, does. How do you feel, bro? I uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, uh, I think it's kind of just a piece of crap, and I take it off and throw it to Armos. <laughs> Let me see this. I reach up trying to grab it through the air and miss. <laughs> uh, okay, so I take it and put it on, trying to figure out what he just went through. When you slip it on, a giant magical 60-foot lizard comes. No. Uh, <laughs> oh, a waterfall. A waterfall appears. Yeah. yeah. Waterfall. I see waterfalls. What was the other thing? <laughs> Make the same idea. Um, oh, locked doors. What was the other thing that we did last? Fireplace. Last? You checked the fireplace. The fireplace. The fireplace. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so as you slip on this ring, you feel a jolt extending from your finger, up your hand, through your arm, into your mind. You gain an extra spell slot while wearing this ring. What? Damn. Holy crap, for warlocks, that's clutch. I am invincible! <laughs> Cast a spell just cause. Yep. <laughs> Scorching ray! <laughs> and I burn ah, ah, I burn hair, the uh, the crappy furniture that's over in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> the cloths blow off from your sheer magical force as you ignite this furniture. The reason why it was covered is because A, didn't want to get dirty, or B, it was to replace all the furniture that the grandma has been breaking. As you guys play around with this new equipment that you find, you don't find anything else of significance. Everything else is all alchemy based and it's all raw components um, and notes. You do also find another diary. I'm immediately going to that. Yeah. This diary was next to the piece of paper that was emanating the divination magic. There's no magic coming from this diary, but there are some notes. The notes aren't dated. They're just like jotted down hypothesis of stuff but you see that granny will Frey has been down here for quite some time about four months and the notes you see are her getting her blood shard surgically planted into her chest you see the notes refer to how this uh that this associate yuri vluge was vouching on the blood shards positive effects that it could heal her when in the contrary she has been getting progressively worse over the weeks so here's what the notes describe over the first week she's just been getting more and more aggressive and more forgetful and more reckless then her hair started to turn gray in the weeks to come her eyes became blood red after that her veins started to show through her skin more prominently as you they just started to stretch through the skin and then her skin started to change color and about 12 weeks in, 13 weeks in, she started snatching children and feeding on them. And that's why there's a room of dead bodies. He goes on to talk about her insatiable hunger for flesh and any any food that he brings her is not doing the job. She wants nothing to do with it. And she's using her past memories to manipulate how she's luring in children, taking on the qualities of a of a mutated hag. Uh, there's one more thing in that diary. He talks about, the last thing he talks about is that Yuri, who originally approached him as a concerning friend, he's becoming more and more aggressive about taking more red shards from the Red Guard Guild House. And every time he asks for payment, the quantity of shards become bigger and bigger. And he's been having to meet him in weird places in the middle of the night deliver these shards he 
he also vouches for Treyish Bugs, the captain of the Red Guard. He's, and how he vouches for him is that the obstacles he has to go through to not get caught by him, because as shards are going missing, he's taken notice and started, <clears throat> Treyus has started to take notice of the missing shards and has increased security. This diary, if proven true, would vouch for Treyus Bugs' uh, innocence in this matter, because a lot of people don't think he's on the up and up, especially around the Thieves' Forge. Wait a second. Armos, you have a magic paper, right? I do have a magic paper. I wonder if that's what they've been using to get this stuff out, oh. to message each other. Well, we'll figure that out later, huh? How about we get out of here? I pack the diary into my uh, bag mm -hmm. and uh, start heading out. Yeah. So, um, with the paper, we don't see anything that was used to write on it or anything like that correct we just see alchemy stuff right yeah you do see riding utensils okay various feathers but you don't sense anything of significance from them just if, that it's well used so if i take one of those riding feathers while we're here mm -hmm. and i just like mark on like the very top corner just to see yeah you want to make a like doodle a mark. smiley face yeah <laughs> yeah so what are you putting on the paper um i'm gonna put an x in the top right corner Say sup, baby. <laughs> no. <Yeah. laughs> you up? <laughs> Armos was here. X. Is that what you're writing? No, just oh the my. X. <laughs> <laughs> you write the when he asks, is that what you're writing? That's never what I just want to know what he writes just so I can articulate this next moment. That's all. <laughs> mm -hmm. You sketch an X in the top right corner to test the pen out. And after a few seconds. Your markings glow on a tealish green and then begins to fade. And as it fades, it makes like a tiny smoke mark and it fades into the paper and it completely erases itself. Guys, did you just see this? Yeah, it uh, just kind of disappeared. <laughs> Seeing that almost, you know that this is some type of scrying spell. Crying spell? What? So scrying magic is... Um, Basically used to communicate. Scribing. Like, uh, right? no, is that what no, you mean? Scrying. Scrying. So S, it's S-C-R-Y-I-N-G. So scrying magic is used to communicate through magical means. Uh, and it can be used maliciously or benevolently. I, uh, I walk out the door back into the hallway and uh, see how my little rock creatures are doing. Hold on. Before <laughs> we do anything else, because... I would hate if we all of a sudden get in a fight or something. So you guys took the, <laughs> how, how do we want the potions and everything? Oh, yeah. So I'm going to give my jump ring to one of the other guys because I don't, I think that they will use well, it in a ring. very awesome way and I don't have a, a need for it. Uh, yeah, then I'll take it. That works. All right. There you go. Use it well. Um, and then can I get one of those? Yeah, I was going to say, I probably, I still have a healing potion. Yeah, well, yeah, because I gave you the one I had. <laughs> I yeah. fed it to you. That's <laughs> why so I was like, I'm So I was going to say, I just need probably the, I don't know if I need these greater ones. So I think you guys could split them up two and two. I have two potions of healing. So I'm, I'm good taking one and one for us and then 
There's four, right? Correct. Yeah. So yeah, why don't you both take one and then I'll take two of them? If that was exactly cool. a greater. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's exactly. What ocean of yeah, so greater. Jared, add one done, greater. Done. Ocean of healing. Would you know? I guess Jared or Armos. Would you know what? And like mana is, I guess. Would you? I know. know That's what I'm kind of curious. I don't even know what mana potions do. Actually, you know what? I'll I'll tell you. I'll just tell you. I'll just tell you because this is kind of a homebrew potion. This doesn't really exist, which I think is weird in D and D. Mana potion? Yeah. Um, maybe some form of it exists, but I haven't seen it as a generic potion. So when you look at that mana potion, as you guys are dividing up, who gets what? Um, mechanically, it gives you back one spell slot when you drink it. Yeah, yeah. If you don't mind, I'll take one. How <laughs> dare you? <laughs> you got a ring, man, with yeah, another. No, no. <laughs> no. Reginald pipes up. He's like, I think it'd be kind of sweet if I got some bling. I'm just saying. You know, your boys uh, look a little stale down here. You know what? I take the the pen, the with the. It's kind of like a feather pen, and I stick it behind his ear so he looks super dapper now. And it in it in his bandana that he's already wearing. <laughs> oh, this is sweet. Oh, he like pets it like along with one of his ears, and it, like bounces <laughs> off his horns that he got. He's like, "Can I, can I fashion like the backpack on the ground so that it's smaller and like fits on the back?" You want to give him a little bunny okay. backpack? Yeah, That's a little bunny backpack. Oh my god! <laughs> you, if we ever gave merch, we will sell stuffed animals original in this yes. very fucking moment. Bunny bag and all. You give yes. because I love it. I'm not even going to make you roll for any type of craftsmanship. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say that the bag you fashion and sew for him is able to hold one potion of like normal size. That's how much space is in there. <laughs> oh my God. He is like, oh, this is great. That's amazing. <laughs> Fill me up with that. And he points his butt at you, Menace. Here's some hay right here. All right, right here. all right, I got you. You did good in that fight, so here you go. Here's some hay. I'm looking up, like, <laughs> creating a s- custom stuffed animal on Etsy but, right fucking now. But now he probably doesn't know how to, like, reach the hay right now. Uh, he saw, you see him turn around in a loop as he's, like, like a dog chasing his tail. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so Menace, Menace goes outside to check on Sid, see how he did with the gang, calming him down. He's caught up you in know. the tattered rug as, like, the gold coin fell through one of the loose holes and they're trying to lift the rug. <laughs> and they're like, they're caught in there. Five minutes. <laughs> the big one's like, meh, 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 meh. He's like pointing at another one. He's like, meh, 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 meh. And he points at another one. It goes down the line. He's like, it's not me. He wrote me into this. No, I didn't. He wrote me hey, into this. Hey, it's okay. It's okay. We'll, we'll get ice cream later. It's fine. And I pick up the gold. I put Sid back in like my pocket and I, uh, you know, I think we're continuing on. So wait, so th- I guess the next option is that we go back, we high-five our, our buds at the Shadow Smugglers, and... <laughs> yeah, cut to us high-fiving. <laughs> <laughs> I think we need to epic, like, finger guns, and then high-five the fuck out of here, right? So that- I just need to know if you're leaving this area or not. Oh, there you go. See? When you say, say, when you say the area, like do you mean the... I mean, it's the middle of the night. You guys are sneaking around. I'm not just going to let you skip to safety. I mean, come on. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's night. Uh, See? Yeah, exactly. This is why I was like... Or what do you mean? Let's you're in, divvy the up you're in a bad part of town, you know? Right. I know. I'm saying, like, do you expect... Is that what you're asking? If if we're leaving the knots or we're leaving this building? If you're leaving the building. the building. Yeah. I, would, I think so. Yeah, right? we're ready to go. Yeah. Uh, Reginald? 
Reginald, yeah. how do, how you feeling, bud? Do you feel like we've we've got everything here? Reginald is still looking at that rune, and he has nothing really left to say on it. He's just kind of he has like this nostalgic sense over it because this is how he's brought through here. Reginald goes, I've been through this thing many times. It's just weird being on the other end. Wait, many times? I thought I was your first. How dare you? <gasps> I'm an ancient <laughs> mighty greater demon from hell's army. I have seven wings. I know the seven wings. It I took me a millennia stop. to grab these wings. Yeah. <laughs> he flexes. Yeah, you really need to get an eighth one, man. Seriously. I'm trying. I was on my way until you brought me into this boreal form. Man, how long you've had seven? Like, has it been a while? I'm not gonna lie. You guys keep poking fun at it. I do fly a little to the left when I when I use them. I just, you know, I'm just really self-conscious about it, you know? You know? I knew he it. Kicks a rock on the floor. He's like, just, you know, I'm trying to get the eight so I can fly straight, you know, get a wing alignment. Yeah. What 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 do you got to do to get your, your eighth one? I marked down in my journal, like, present idea. <laughs> wing alignment. So. All right, what do you say we get out of here, guys? So you guys leave Thumbus's basement. And it is still very late into the night. And it is very dark. There are some lights on around you. You guys Whoa. enter into this dark alleyway off where you came in. And as you guys start making your way down, I want everyone to give me a perception check. Oh, God. It's an 11. That is a 7 for Minus. 17. You see some shadowy figures at the corners of your eye as you walk down... There's a dark alleyway in the knots. The alleyway is about maybe 15 feet wide, and it's between two houses that are boarded up. Any type of light source is coming from the main streets on each end of these alleys. As you approach the main street, there is a silhouette of a figure standing in tight black clothing. You don't see any type of facial features or anything, but he looks... Very slender and form-fitting, and he has a bit of a stance, a bit of a pose about himself, like he's a big deal. As he lights his pipe, illuminating the lower part of his face, and is a well-groomed beard on a human face. He takes a puff of his pipe, and then he says to you, looks like somebody already sang our song. Now that's a cover. Uh, uh, I don't even know what the fuck that means, bro. And I just pull out my sword. <laughs> He takes another puff of his pipe, Wait. and he goes, I dropped the weapon if you know what's best for you. Bro, I don't even know who the fuck you are. What's going on up there? I don't know. Some guys okay? talking about I... fucking covers of songs and shit. With your perception check, when you look at the other end of that alley where you could have gone, there is a similar shadowy figure standing at the end, blocking your way. Hey, there's a guy at the Whoa. other end of the alleyway, too. Hey, he, hello. Yeah, the guy at the other end of the alleyway has his, like, he, he's like leaning up against the alleyway wall with like one knee posed up, looking all cool and sly in the back, just kind of watching you guys as you talk to this shadowy silhouette. The man you're speaking with goes, takes another puff of his pipe and goes, here's the rub. That spot you just- Why are you rubbing us? Don't rub us. We didn't ask for that. Yo, what the fuck? Are you some kind of pervert? Oh God, my mom warned me about people like this. It's fucking disgusting, bro. He takes a deep breath and goes, there's always a couple of hecklers at every show as his foot starts to tap. Everyone make me a charisma saving throw. Oh, no. 
No. Swear to God, if it's these no. goddamn jazz people. No. No, it's not. No. Uh, <laughs> no. No. <laughs> I got, it's just straight charisma. It's a charisma 11. saving throw of DC 12. 11? Fuck. Thank goodness. I got a 14. Got a 13. Minus and Armos, you're not catching what's going down right now. Drell, as he taps his foot, you don't feel, you still feel the same animosity towards this shadowy figure. But you notice that your foot starts to tap along with his oh. as you hear the faint sounds of jazz from the rooftops. No. <laughs> this smooth sounding saxophone from the distance very subtly enters your ear as you start to tap along to, the, to its beat. We don't want any problems, boys. So here's, here's the deal. You were clearly the opening act to our main show and we were planning on hitting that joint, but you seem to do all the hard work for us. And he shrugs his shoulders and laughs a little bit. He's like, we'll make this easy on you. you give us what you found and we'll let you go. No harm, what no place? foul. I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about, bro. Give me deception with disadvantage as you are charmed by this jazzy jazz music slowly entering your ears. Okay, uh, so 15. Wow. With disadvantage? Yeah, I rolled an 18 and a 15. That's really good. Um, <laughs> really good. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> 15 on deception. So he looks, this gentleman looks at you and he goes, well, you just dumb or are you just blind? I mean, I'm pretty dumb. Oh, I can see that. Oh, well, okay. His face comes into the light as he leans forward to answer your rhetorical question. His hair is greased back. He has a tight leather jacket. He has a large popped collar and his hands are in his pocket. Very cool. Here's the shakedown, boys. Oh, don't shake us. Either. Oh, I'm going to shake you. I'm going to shake you. I'm going to move you. What the fuck is wrong with you, bro? You want to make this. So rob us and shake us? I don't get it. Who does that? With your perception check from earlier, you notice two additional shadowy figures from the roofs on the left and right of you. I'm going to put that jump ring to effect, Drell. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, Drell just goes. Uh, how about this? Um, give me a sec, and I pop a fucking potion of greater healing. Um, are you? Are you? Is that what you're doing? Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Everybody, roll me initiative. No, yeah. I get to do it beforehand. Yeah. So this is a preemptive yeah. initiative. So that's fine. You're definitely gonna take it. Um, okay. but that starts something right there. Yeah, 14 for Minus. So 14 for me. Hey, what's up, buddy? We keep going on the same initiative. <laughs> you know, uh, and that's a nineteen. That's a nineteen for me. <laughs> I, lo I love this. I love the idea of him just potion bang. <laughs> no, you know what I say? I uh, I grab the uh, I grab the the potion of greater healing. I say, God, you guys really make me want to fucking drink. And then I drink the fucking potion. <laughs> Starting the initiative, as oh. Drell takes this uh, health pot down. <laughs> He noticed that's a sign that's of aggression instantly, and he takes a step back, gets into a jazzy striking pose as the music of saxophones and pianos becomes louder from the rooftops, and he draws a sword from his back, starting the initiative. So since your potion was a preemptive uh, action, we're going to say that goes off on round 20, and we're going to start the combat 
on initiative 19, which is you, Drell, when you're going to kick us off. What are you doing? Uh, so I'm going to look at the guy who I've been talking to and just going <laughs> to fucking, like, so I drink the potion, I slam that shit on the ground, and I look at him, I go, uh, let's just uh, get this over with, huh? And I just fucking swing my sword <laughs> at him. Uh, 16 to hit. That hits. Go ahead and roll for damage. 11 damage. So you take a quick jug of your health potion, and as it hits your turn, you go ahead and you take a swipe upwards towards him as it slashes across his chest. He goes and does a spin motion with the uh, movement of the sword. As his jacket rips, he looks down, and he uses a reaction. He strikes a pose, and he points out into the rooftops to your right. He does a spin and he points up to the roof, looking at the guy on the rooftop to the right of you. And he goes, Chet, play me off. You see one of the uh, shadowy figures on the roof. He goes and moves closer to you guys, getting ready to pounce and jumps down into the combat. He comes up right next to Armos and Minus, and he's going to make an attack as, as a part of his reaction against Minus. He misses with the attack. So he rolls off the roof, does a barrel roll up into a fighting stance. Uh, other well-dressed gentlemen in a black leather coat with very suave back hair, looking real greaser-like, goes to take a slash with a dagger and just misses as he swipes over. Oh, hey, hey, whoa, head. I don't want to be rubbed. Get away from me, weirdo. It's time to dance, bud. Uh, I don't like these guys. It's going to go ahead and move to Initiative 17, which are... The Jazzy Jazz Thieves, the Dark Alleyway Gang. On their initiative, they all start to snap in unison and do a jig from left to right as the music of the saxophone <laughs> becomes louder and louder in in the alleyway. Really fucking hate these guys. Ooh, looks like we got a big one. The, the shadowy figure in front of Drell, as he does his spin move, becomes fully illuminated. It is a human, very well-groomed, has the largest popped collar of them all. And he strikes another pose and he goes... I guess you just played us off into the main performance. And he's going to go ahead and point at the moon. You guys notice that is a full moon tonight. Of course it is. <laughs> all of the thieves, all of the dark alleyway gang, their bones start to crack and naggle as the sounds of bones breaking and popping back into place. They all start to transform. The two that are in your line of sight have become were rats. Very groomed mouses with big ears. The one in front of Drell has the largest of the ears. That's fucking gross, bro. He's then going to make a bonus action. As he turns into this giant rat, he does one more final spin, chomps his teeth at Drell, goes, check this out. Pulls out a saxophone and starts to jam along with the beat that's already there, going into a saxophone solo. As he plays this solo, all the rats around him all the were rats around him start stepping up their dance as they the snaps become louder and they feel inspired. So they took their main action to all transform. That's going to go to almost a minister's turn. So I think I'm just going to throw a sling bullet at the one that's farthest from us. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's going to be one of my uh, plus one bullets. I'm going to roll to hit that guy. One that's far. So at the other, you're going to shoot a bullet at the guy on the other end of the alleyway behind you. And that definitely misses. Uh, that was only like a nine. Okay, so you go ahead and shoot one of your bullets at the at the end of the alleyway. It goes right past him with a nine. As he looks closer to the ground, he looks like a much harder target to hit. He's going to move to Armos's initiative. Uh, okay. I'm going to... Eldrick Blast, the guy that's... Oh, you know what? Oh!
now that I have an extra spell slot, I'm gonna scorching way, scorching ray, the guy that's on the roof, the guy that's next to uh, Menace, and the dude that's in front of Drell. Because it can hit three. I think people. this is the first time you're using that spell. What does Scorching Ray do? It is, because I oh, I no. normally don't have a, a slot for it, but now that I got this ring, the power of this ring, fire! So I create three rays of fire and hurl them at targets within range. You can hurl them all at one target or several. Yeah, go ahead and roll the hit on uh are you attacking uh, one guy or are you attacking three separate? So you're gonna roll for each. Okay, thank God. Okay, so we'll just go left okay. to right. So first one, good old Uno. But I get a plus five, so it's a six. Not quite on that one. And, oh my god. And then it was a two, plus five is a seven. Not quite. And oh my oh god, my and then it's two Lord. again, and it's a seven. So I was like, ah! But you looked really okay. scary doing it. You know, guys, I'm gonna need to I'm gonna need to practice on that one. Almost the beams I. just kind of the beams kind of just march out instead of just blasting, you know, ridiculously out. They just kind of like, looks like a little rainbow. Armos and I had the most lukewarm turn ever. We're just yelling and hurling stuff. <laughs> you see, you hear one of them pipe up as you just miss all three of these rays. And the one in front of Drell and the one on the right of Minus go, hey man, we all, we've all been there. We all hit a flat note once in a while. We all broke that string once. We're going to move back to the top of the round. Going to initiative 19. Drell, take it away. Um, yeah, so I'm going to look back at the group and say, uh, good try, guys. We'll uh, get them this round. And uh, I'll, <laughs> and then I'll just try to fucking... Um, is, is the guy in front of me holding a saxophone? He was, yes. Okay, I want to try to chop off his hand then with one of my swords. Like, so I'm going to just slice at his wrists. Um, so he can never hold the saxophone ever again. And that is going to be... It's a 22. Okay, so you definitely hit the part you want to hit. Go ahead and roll for damage. Uh, that's 9 damage. You take your greatsword and you slash it across his arm, gliding the blade down it into his hands as he drops the saxophone. And his rat hand looks like a bloody mess. And he goes... As he screams at his bloody hand. You take another look at your sword as you come up with that forward strike as it glistens in the moonlight as the blood drips off you now realize that that sword that you're holding isn't made out of normal steel it's actually made out of silver oh shit oh ain't that lucky yeah. <laughs> i was gonna say uh, i didn't have one last time i ran in these fucks <laughs> his <laughs> hand starts to burn from that wound yeah that's what I as he thought, screams in, per in, a, in a pitch perfect tone and he goes <sighs> I can't play my show next week. I swear to Osmodius himself, this will be your last song. It's gonna move to the Dark Alleyway gang. The first one in front of you, he's very angry at you, Drell. He's now focused on you. He doesn't have his cool demeanor anymore as his rat breath starts to become heavy and heavy. This one strike that you gave him hurt him very bad. He looks very fucked up. Menace, the one on your right catches notice of that incident, he has a little bit of a worried look as his eyes shift from you to the person Drell just hit. Well, it's okay. from my two attacks, right? Because I hit him. I've hit him twice now. Right, but that last one you did really hurt him. You're gonna rue the day that you mess with Chesterfield. He goes to lunch. What does that mean? I'm sorry, that's your my fucking name, is... name, Chesterfield, bro. That's your fucking name. <laughs> oh, you don't know? Did we not introduce ourselves? I'm sorry. Where are my manners? Chesterfield, he strikes a pose. Chet, the guy on the right of Minus, strikes a pose. The one on the left of Minus on the rooftop 
goes, the name's Chase. The one in the back it goes, the name's Chaz, as he echoes. I'm fucking done, dude. <laughs> Drell just throws his sword up in the air and just starts walking away. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> all I know is you're all going to be dead. Here we settle this over a dragon chess match. Come on. Oh, it'll be a match, all right. Chesterfield's going to go ahead and lunge at Drell. Go ahead. He's going to go ahead and make a sword attack. It is a 23 to hit. Uh, yeah, that hits. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, all right. <laughs> mm -hmm. Seven points of damage as his short sword goes across your chest. Uh, got it. And then I'm going to use my reaction to repost. Or, sorry, not repost. Parry. Um, which allows me to... When another creature damages you with a melee attack, you can use your reaction to spend one superiority die to reduce the damage. Uh, okay, so that's uh, reduces it by four. So you said he did seven damage? Yeah, so you take two points of damage as you parry his attack. And it doesn't quite well, slash you through as much. Like, that didn't even fucking hurt, bro. What? What's well, next one's going <laughs> to? And he points up. He uses his bonus action. And he points out the, to the rat on the roof. And he goes, send in the chorus. The rat on the roof is going to go ahead and take his lead on his reaction. He's going to go ahead and shoot a crossbow bolt at you. Eight. Drell duck. 18 as a crossbow boat shoots from the rooftop, uh, shooting right at you. Does an 18 hit? Oh, uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> 18 hits. That's not how you duck. Uh, it hits <laughs> oh, you for fuck. six points of damage as a crossbow goes into your leg. It's going to move to his turn now. So that attack was on his reaction. He's now going to take his main action, the, the one on the roof. He's going to shoot you with one of his hand crossbows and then flick his hand out. He's going to use his other hand to cast a spell. A magic bolt flies from his hand and hits you with a magic missile, dealing four points of damage as the magic bolt uh, smashes into you and just knocks you off balance just a little bit. Um, so they, so the magic missiles just automatically hit? Yeah, magic missile is one of the only spells in the game that's an auto hit. Uh, Drell looks back at Armos and goes, uh, why don't you have that? <laughs> <laughs> After he missed on Menace, he's going to go ahead and try to bite Armos. Ooh, he got a nat one as he goes to bite and falls prone in between Minus and Armos as his jaw just slides across the gravel. And as his jaw slides across the gravel, the jazz music, like, hits a flat note as everybody seems to be off as They're just missing wildly. The one in the back is going to make a movement to run up and get involved in the action. He's going to go ahead and run up, and he's going to make an attack on you, Minus. He's going to go ahead and slash at you with an 18. That hits. Okay. Seven points of damage. You'll rue the day you messed with a chieftain's son. Ha! I'll tell you what, I'll send you off with a smooth, jazzy tune at the chieftain's son's funeral as he slaps down uh, with a short sword, slashing you across the shoulder. We're going to go ahead and move to almost in Menace's initiative. I'm, uh, I see Menace is in trouble, and he has someone sneaking up behind him. So I, the guy that's prone to my left, I take a step in the opposite direction. So towards, take a step to my right. And then I spin around, seeing Menace behind me, shooting right over his his little uh, horns. I shoot the guy that was running up behind us and hit him with a 17. Yeah, that hits. Roll for damage. But plus three, so I hit four. You shoot this Elgic Blast from your hand to the beat of the jazz around you as it picks up as you do that swift spin move on perfect timing. You shoot the Elgic Blast, hits Chase right, right in the chest, and knocks him back 10 feet. Loose crate breaks as he lands into it, uh, knocking prone onto the ground and wall. Awesome. That's helpful. <laughs> Way to go, Armos. Um, is, how tall is the building? 
So like the apex of the house would be like 40, 50 feet up. These are angle, these are triangle roofs. Right. To get onto the roof, you have to go about 20 feet or so. So you can absolutely do that. Just go ahead and make me awesome. a acrobatics check. So acrobatics check, check yep. to get up. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, that is an 11. Yeah, that passed. This will be a DC 10. You know, I jump, I hop up on a barrel, do like a kind of like a three-step run up to a railing, kind of hop over, just grab the top of the roof and kind of do almost like a handspring up onto the roof. Sid, get the troops in order! You know? <laughs> Swarm, yeah, they all start running around, getting in position, like charging towards the people. Your rock swarm, as you head in one direction, they just they all flank on your command and start to find various ways to get up to the other roof to uh, react on your action. So then I'm going to attack the one uh, across from me on the roof. I want to throw a sling bullet at that guy. Sure. Natural pumpkin. <laughs> what type of bullet did you use by any chance? Uh, it's just a plus one. Plus one. Sling bullet. Okay. Yeah. You go ahead and you sling, and with a nat 20, you hit him dead between the eyes. Go ahead and roll for damage as your rock swarm makes it up on time with your bolt, with your nat 20, and adds to your attack. Go ahead and roll for damage. So that is four plus six is 10 damage. As this bolt smacks him between the eyes and your swarm starts to crawl up his rat, wear rat body, he starts to freak out. He goes, oh, oh, oh what is this? What is this? And he tries to shake off as your swarm starts beating at him. He goes, this is not so. With four swarm damage. This is not jazz. This is not so jazz. This is not jazz. This is not jazzy. As he tries to shake it off and taking your damage. <laughs> uh, he has a big red mark right between the eyes where your bullet landed. So that's, yeah, 10 plus my four swarm damage. Chaz is looking a bit beat up. Um, and then I'm going to use my last favored foe ability. So when you hit a creature with an attack roll, you can mark the target as your favorite enemy for one minute Ooh. or until you lose your concentration. The first time on each of your turns that you hit the favored enemy and deal damage to it, including when you mark it, you can increase the damage by 1d4. Sick. So it takes another four damage. Oh, Chaz is not looking too hot right now. Ha <laughs> ha! How do you like those notes? They're flat. They're flat. They're not as good. They're not as good as this. It goes in the middle of uh, trying to knock off all these rock minions. That was amazing, Armos. Let's mute these guys. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. I don't like these jazz puns that you're doing. That's our job. That's our gig. You understand? It's our gig. We're going to move to the top of the initiative, Drell. Drell kind of just looks around and he sees how fucked up Chesterfield is and he goes, looks like your band's about to split. And then he like fucking <laughs> slices a sword at him too. Roll a hit. Oh, <laughs> uh, God, I really fucking hope I hit right here. Oh, let's fucking go, dude. That's a nat 20. <laughs> Roll for damage. Uh, That is 20 damage. Drell, finish Chesterfield for me. Are you serious? Yeah, so I think I start with like just cutting off both of his hands and then just saying, yeah, it looks like you're never going to be able to play the saxophone or breathe. And I just shove the great sword right in his fucking mouth. It just goes out the back of his head. Um, and then I turn around and look at his boys to see what they uh, to see what they do. As you shove the sword into his mouth, he like gasps at the shock of your punny lines. He goes, <gasps> and on that gasp, that's when the sword goes through and 
his body just becomes limpless on your sword as you pull it out as his face starts to burn from the silver in your blade and he just drops Minus kind of throws up in his mouth a little bit you notice on your turn as you turn around to look at the rest of the gang all three of them are shocked and they're like Chesterfield no 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 he had the he had that charity event later this week Oh, no. oh, no. oh yeah, oh, no. they're so charitable. I forgot. Oh, no, the board. <laughs> oh, the orphanage. And they all look at Drell. As you walk towards the group in a badass way, you flourish your blade to get the blood off, and you put it, you sling it over your shoulder, and you're looking at them, chin up, and you're just like eyeing them down. And they are looking at you, and they are seething. Their rat teeth all start to chatter as their animalistic instincts start to get the best of them, and they are angry at you, and they are lasered in focused on you the three of them are going to ignore whatever battle tactic that they had and they're just going to lunge on you i got a 19 18 and a 14 uh all of those hit the three of them jump on you and all make bite attacks as they sink their rat teeth into whatever part of your body is unarmored take 12 points of damage as all these rats jump on you and you don't really fall down as adrenaline is pumping through your veins i think i'm just gonna uh stone stone endurance okay um to just reduce the damage go ahead and, and reduce it that's by nine damage so they do what five damage yes to finish off their turn uh make me three saving throws Three constitution saving throws, DC 11. Three? Because it's three separate rats that bit you. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so starting off strong, that's a six. Okay. <laughs> uh, that's a 23, and that's a nine. You take an additional four points of damage as you as there were these rats bites were clearly infected as you feel like this stinging poison go through your body for a moment, and it burns as it cycles through. You feel very weird and tingly for just a moment, and then you just shake it off uh, as you feel like you just, that's how they bit you, just doesn't sit right. Oh, what the fuck? That is the end of their turns. So now we're going to move on to Minus and Armos. All right. Um, so I take a step towards where Chesterfield was, and then um, they're kind of all three in a row, but I'm going to, or I guess almost in a row at this point. But I'm going to aim at the farthest one away, which is Chase, just to knock him away from Drill. Yeah. Uh, with, uh, They're all kind of on top so. of him. So, yeah, this will definitely knock one of them off. So, which one are you attacking? Okay. Chase. Oh, fuck off of me. The one that I hit before. Rat things. The one you originally hit. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, I got a 17. That hits. And then I roll for damage. Okay. Wow. So I got 12 damage. So so I take a step over to Chesterfield's body. I take a look down at it, and I spin around. And I said, I guess you can say he's the artist formerly known as Chesterfield. And I blast Chase with Eldritch Blast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Classic. Love it. You did uh, 12 points of damage to him? Uh, yes. He gets knocked back 10 feet, knocking into another conveniently placed fragile barrel. And he just explodes as he lands on it. <laughs> Minus, take it away. So I'm standing pretty tall for a tiny minotaur, and I look down on uh, Chaz there, and I'm going to try and hit him with another sling bullet, first of all. Sure, sure. 
does a 17 hit. 17 hits. Roll for damage, my guy. So before I hit him with 10 points of damage, Ooh. I say, hey, Chaz, I think it's time to saxophone it in. <laughs> Do you mind if I do you mind if I flavor uh the swarm for you? Go for you it. deliver that expert line as you shoot another bullet into his head. As a free action, your swarm that was on the roof just drops down from its high height, landing one after another on top of his head, going bing, 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 and he'll bing, 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 bing. As the bings get smaller and smaller, dealing how much swarm damage? Dealing one. <laughs> it doesn't matter because the 10 did it. Minus, finish him. I think at, he's doing one of those like cartoon dizzy things, right? And the bump on his head's getting bigger as they fall on him <laughs> until and yeah. he falls down flat as a loud thud. He crashes into a conveniently fragile box. You notice that the jazz music around you is getting more faint and less jazzy, becomes a more of a melancholy blues. The two remaining where rat dark alleyway thieves are Chet and Chase. We're gonna go ahead and go back to the top of the round. Drell, take it away, baby. Uh, so I think I'm gonna go after Chet because okay. he's just the closest one to me. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm just not even gonna say anything. I'm just gonna let a boy's words speak for themselves. I'm just gonna swing at him. That's a 18 to hit. You go to swing at him, he goes, no, brother. Brother, don't do this to us, brother. We can make beautiful tunes, you and I. Brother. Do you wanna recant your attack? Uh, no. No, I'm just, nope. Wait, Drell, no! <laughs> go ahead and finish him as you slice your blade down on this prone were rat. So I just go, how about no, brother? And I just fucking <laughs> slice his, I just slice his head off. His head rolls. Chase witnesses this carnage as you just beheaded one of his jazzy jazz saxophone blues brother. Given the distance he is, he's going to attempt to make a flea action is going to try to disengage. going to take a disengage action, and he's going to get up. He's going to run 30 feet out of the alley in his were-rat form. He's going to try to get away. He uses his turn to flee. What are you gentlemen doing? This shit again. <clears throat> it's like I've been here before. Um, it, Would it be possible to do a... Chad. Bash action or something to like jump onto him. <laughs> Go ahead and make me an acrobatics check as you'd make a dash and try to jump on him. I'm gonna do it so everyone can see. Here it comes. <laughs> the seven. <laughs> Running along the rooftops, you go ahead and lunge off the roof, thinking that you're just about to snatch him as his ratty rat <laughs> jazz instincts kick in and he gets out of the way at the last second as you face plant into. Now, the building from its lowest point is 20 feet high. You can, yeah. by falling rules, you can fall 10 yeah. feet before you take damage. Every 10 feet is 1d6 of damage yep. past 10 feet. You're gonna go ahead and take four points of damage as you belly flop into the concrete. <laughs> I like to think it was more of a tumble, a comedic tumble. Oh, comedic tumble. <laughs> You're like, top robot! <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. 
<laughs> and now I comically crash into a barrel. <laughs> um, that is Minus' turn. We're going to go to Armos' initiative. Well, I'm not running after that guy, but I will try to shoot him with Eldritch Blast to knock him over so that you guys can Shoot Chaz with an Eldritch Blast. Yeah. Go ahead and roll yeah. to hit. Good old bolts. Good old my bolts. <laughs> 15. That hits. Woo! And 10 points of damage. Ow. He takes 10 points of damage as you what? shoot a purpley purple. What color are your Eldritch Blasts, almost? Um, they're, they're you know, purple. I would always imagine it was purple. I don't know what it was. I just want to... I just want to... Yeah, have you ever seen that scene in The Matrix where Neo's like up against the thing and he comes out and he's got the guns out? I'm just finger gunning bolts out right now. <laughs> just blah, 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 blah. Does he get hit into me? <laughs> you finger gun this Elgic Blast down the alleyway like a strike in a bowling alley. You hit him right in the back as the steam of Eldrick magic uh, smokes off his jazzy jazz rat leather cloak. Roll me a straight luck check to see if he not gets knocked. Luck. Yeah, I just want to roll see. a d20. Yeah, it's just a flat d20. Just a d20? Because he gets knocked back 10 feet. He doesn't get knocked into anything. Yeah. So how I've been doing this, let me know if you've seen this is fair. If you knock him into an object, they're going to knock prone. But if you're just hitting them and they don't hit anything, then they're not going to get knocked prone. Given the situation, he's the last one alive. I'll let you roll a raw luck check. D20, DC 12. Let's see if he gets knocked prone. Son of a... I rolled an 11. Ooh. He tumbles and catches himself as he turns the corner and continues to run. He's going to continue to move on his initiative. So with that blast going off we're gonna move it to Jarrell's initiative uh Jarrell's just gonna put his sword on his shoulder and say come on menace you can get him and he's just gonna sit there and watch <laughs> nice uh we're gonna go ahead and move down to Chaz the last Jazz Dark Alleyway gang member and he's gonna go ahead and he's gonna continue to run uh he's gonna do a full um dash action oh does that is that an opportunity for me you're not prone currently so no damn it <laughs> uh, can I do a 60. <laughs> okay, so he's running on his next turn. He's going to make it out. We're going to move over to Armos's and Minus' turn. I, oh, oh, good thing I'm a charger. Oh, my Lord. How could I forget? I'm going to take the dash action. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, okay, so mechanically speaking, you oh. have to use half your movement to get up. So you can move 45 feet with that dash action. Um, can we say that Drell's speech to me was a help action and inspires me a bit <laughs> on my next thing? <laughs> nice, kind, beautiful, handsome DM. A kind. <laughs> a kind DM would allow this. Yeah, why not go for it? Help action. You wrote the roll with advantage. So I uh dash action so that's gonna be a modified 20 that they have to beat wow <laughs> that's a wow okay Ooh. against the wear rat a modified 20 so he has yes. the crit <laughs> wow oh Oh, he, he, he rolled a fucking 18. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ooh, that hurts. That was my boss die, too. How dare you fail me? How dare you fail me? 
you go ahead and you wrangle this rat in the street and mount him as you slide from the sheer inertia onto the floor and he starts chomping at you go oh no no my dude can't go out like this not not in the middle of an unfinished production can we can we say with that grapple i kind of like wrangle him and like bring him over to the gang absolutely the so now he was actually pretty hurt from Armos's eldritch blast you just couldn't tell from the distance that he shot him at you go ahead and you wrangle and you you drag him over and you kind of have him like in this kimura like you know like this this elbow lock as you drag him and kick him back into the middle of the alley in front of drell and Armos. yeah i do that thing where i like throw him in between us so he can't get out yeah so now you guys have him circled or triangled as three of you or actually, Reginald goes, what's up, bud? He heightens his headband with the feathers. His feather blows in the wind. What's up, bud? What do you got to say for yourself? Ignores All him because right. he can't see him. We need some answers. Oh, man. This is not how I thought this gig was going to shake down. Yeah, well, you know why you lost this battle? Because you ain't got soul. That's harsh, Throw brother. Pebble at him. Ow. <laughs> he falls. There's one help to it. No. <laughs> oh, man. Ow, that hurts. That hurts. No. You see how his ears wiggle? And as he's subdued, he starts to turn back to his human form. All right. Hey, what were you doing here, huh? Why'd you attack us like that? He looks out begrudgingly. He goes, oh, you can hit up that basement. He knew there was some good stuff inside. And, we, well, we were thinking about hitting the joint. Who gave you the information? So I'll tell you, if you want me to tell you what I was doing down here, you have to promise to let me go. Mm. It won't be very jazz of you if you if you go back on a deal. Yeah, why don't you tell us, and then we'll figure out uh, if you deserve to live. You don't have much bargaining chips as I Eldrick blast Chaz's body so that it starts to starts to burn. And I'm like, look at your buddy over here. That doesn't look like he uh, could take the heat of battle. So... Uh, why don't you start Come talking? Come on, man. You're giving me the blues here. You're giving me the blues here. As like, as he's speaking with his chest, he's like opening his leather jacket. He's like, you're tearing me apart. And he's getting, he's like very theater kid motion. He's like, you're tearing me apart. All right, that's it. Sid, mess him up. <laughs> Sid just like slaps him a bit. All right, all right, yeah. all right, all right, all right. <laughs> Listen, all right. We saw one of them stuck up upper district folks down here carousing in our turf and well, we've been seeing him come into this place for quite some time, and, well, we wanted to hit the joint. And, uh, we knew there was that deadbolt wasn't an easy one to break through. And we were just trying to find the right time for him and get him while he was trying to enter his house and, uh, see what's down there. That's it, man, I swear. I swear. Who do you work for? Him, as he points to Chesterfield's decaying body. Well, hey, I knew that much. I mean, like, what's, what's your deal? What do you guys do? What's your gang? Whatever you are. He gets up, and he tries to dust himself off, and he snaps. He goes, we're the Dark Alleyway Gang. This is our turf that you're on. We run this joint. Jazz starts to pick back up, shaking his head. Dark Alleyway Gang. We're the Dark Alleyway Gang. Just writing that down. Wait, should we ask if he knows? Yes, that's what I wanted to do. <laughs> hey, uh, Chase it was, right? Oh, ask him if he knows Paul Sinky. <laughs> Wasn't he with them? So... There's quite. We've ran into a few of you guys before. Uh, do you guys? Do you know a uh, a Garrett? Garrett? Oh yeah, that's Chesterfield's brother. He's from Gilo. He's part of Lowway oh. Thieves. Oh, has has Chesterfield ever mentioned him? Yeah, they they do charity on the weekends. Well, they used to. Ever yeah, since they part ways. Definitely used to. Where was that? Oh, they parted oh, ways. Garrett? Garrett's dead. You've killed Garrett. 
Tell us about Jack Bolsinki. <laughs> I'm sorry, who? Damn it, he doesn't know either. Drell turns around. Jack Bolsinki. I don't know any Jack Bolsinki. Upset. I know a Jack. <laughs> Go where? Great. I think the last time Garrett popped us a visit, he got a new recruit named Jack, and uh, his, his last name is like he acted like he didn't know it. It was like oh where or something like that. Oh no, it was pretty weird. All right, I think we're done here. Know. Minutes goes bonk. <laughs> <laughs> knocks it, him out. Was this a um, lethal? Non-lethal. Non-lethal. Okay, so he, you knock him out, uh, and he's seeing stars as he's in the middle of the street. Uh, what I'd like to do is tie him up and like bring him to the uh, Thieves' Forge. Sure. Why? <laughs> that's Why are you going to show him the cool hideout, bro? He's going to try to come back in all the time. Well, he's knocked out, so they'll do with it. <laughs> I want to introduce him to the gang, see what happens. I want to search him and the rest of his friends. They made me eat a fucking health potion, and I'm pissed. <laughs> I almost had to drink his second one. Okay. Yeah, so while he's doing that, I'm tying him up, you know, making those knots good. You guys, so as you search the bodies, the goons don't really have much on them, but uh, Chesterfield has some things on him. As you search Chesterfield's rotting, burning body, you find a billfold. Uh, You've got handless body. Handless body. Okay, hold on <laughs> one second. I say, don't look surprised because he's got a giant hole in his mouth. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you go ahead and you search Chesterfield, and he has some documents on him. You find a billfold, and inside are some paperwork. You go through the paperwork, and you see a couple of flyers. One of the flyers is for a tavern in Aramore City called Wildside. The next paper you find is a monster, monster wanted poster. It looks like a bounty on a, it looks like a bounty on a troll's head. Um, it was a dire troll and attached to the paper is like a leather sack with a troll's eye in it. So it looks like they have this bounty to prove that they've killed it. The paperwork is very bloody. And the reward is 500 gold. Mm. There's another flyer in there. And it says, it says, join the pits, fighters wanted, cash prize. And the location is, is, uh, shows on an island. Like it shows like a crude map of a couple of islands. And then the title of it is the Kambuki fighting pits. You guys also get 16 gold pieces split throughout all the bodies. And on Chase's body, you find, you sense some magic almost, and you pull out. A deck of playing cards. Um, but there's something weird about these deck of playing cards. Oh, no. I'm not saying anything. No, it's not what you think it is either. You oh, you just go to look okay. at them and, like, they're face down. You try to look at, like, the bottom card and just has, like, a normal card there. But you can tell that these are, like, bound together. Like, you just can't loosely disperse them. Go ahead and roll me a d20. Tell me what number you get. Fucking 20! There are 14 cards in the deck. Fuck yeah. Give me one. And I can't, like, look at any of them individually? They're all stuck together is what you're saying? You can sense that these cards belong with each other, but you can look you can look through them real so quick, like and you set. see, like, a, you see some playing cards, and they're all mismatched. I feel like this is, sorry, I feel like this is something we could do, like, while he's laying in bed, not while we're standing over, like, eight fucking dead bo- or four dead bodies in the middle of a fucking mm. street. I don't know. Just do it real quick. Just do one. Yeah. I'm going to do that. <laughs> okay. I'll do that real quick. I'm really hurt. So guys. as you go to like try to stack these cards, you face it down and you draw one off the top of the deck. It is not the card you stacked. In matter of fact, it just replaced what is there. 
Go ahead and roll me a D D ten, and then roll me a D four. And a three. <laughs> what you got over there, Armos? What you looking at? You pull out the Ace of Clubs. You look at the card, and the card falls to the ground. The card shines, and an iron golem towers <laughs> over you. It looks down at you as it takes to as it summons in the spot where the card is thrown down. It towers over these buildings. And the card, you see the card, the uh, the ace of clubs disappear from the card as this iron golem is summoned. Drell starts getting his stuff and he starts running away from the iron golem. I try to communicate with it. I'm like, hey, what the fuck are you? Metallic sounds, as a metallic groan just emanates from inside this iron golem. It seems to be at your command. Oh, perfect timing. Hey, 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 buddy, buddy. Hey, can you carry this guy? <laughs> I like pull the case over. It's Wait, like, this thing is, this thing's towering how buildings. Yeah, yeah, right? This is like it's, Attack on Titan like shit, the iron bro. Like... This is the Iron Giant in the middle of this fucking town. And we're trying to be all as quiet-ish. You literally have a Titan. He's that is snuck. why Drell is walking away, dude. <laughs> we, are, we snuck in this place, and now we're, we have the fucking, fucking Iron wanted. Giant sitting on a building. An Iron Golem is a large construct standing at... I'm sorry, maybe not tower. He's standing at 18 feet tall. This thing's massive. Like, this thing is hard to miss. Yeah. You know what? Throw yeah. the beans down while you're at it, Drell. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know what? I, I open my uh, my bottle of uh, my whatever bottle that I have. That iron flask? Yeah. You Definitely do not <laughs> open. No. I mean, at this not. point. No. Cats Drell, out of the bag. Drell Cats is, out of the bag. Drell is covered in bite marks. No. He's bleeding. He's severely hurt, and he is walking away. He's... <laughs> Already I, no, I want to open the flask because if anything negative comes out of it, I'm I'm ready. So, okay. wait, wait, wait. Before you go, let's get back on track because this I just need to know uh, what's going on. Sorry. You yeah. summon this giant iron golem and it's looking at you yeah. and it's awaiting your orders. Yep. What would you like to do? A, uh, what, what should we call you? A, uh, A metallic drone comes out. Got it. Larry. Hey, do you want to get these three bodies that are over here? And I point to the three that are are dead and and whatever. Can you get rid of these and take them back where you went, where you came from? He acknowledges your command, and you and magically you're connected to this iron golem because you summoned him. You have a connection over him. Yeah, yeah. He goes to turn and goes to grab. The second he makes physical contact with these bodies, poof, he's gone. What? Oh, what? Well. As he disappears, you now realize the item that you have because you used it. You now have a full understanding of the magic item. You have the deck of many illusions. <laughs> so how this how this deck works is you draw a card and you summon it, and oh, each man. card represents that a different type of beast. Way worse. <laughs> Could have been way worse. <laughs> All right, sorry for messing around, Drell. Let's get out of here, huh? <laughs> I feel like dumb. Away. <laughs> so I say we get Chase, get the F out of here. I'm on it. You see Chase like all tied up, hovering <laughs> above all the little rock creatures as they carry him along. <laughs> oh, we got to blindfold him or else. Oh, yeah. He's blindfolded. He's blindfolded, sure. he's blindfolded and knocked out, does not know what happened. So we'll do a little bit of a time skip here as you guys do make it out of the knots. Well, you make it out of the area that you're in. 
And as you start to travel back to the knots, uh, it is still nighttime. The moon is high in the sky. Drill, you start to itch those bites a little bit. You start to scratch at them as they start to bother you. And you're just thinking back to where they bit you, that they bit you on three different spots. And after that, you really don't pay any mind to it as you guys make it back to the Thieves' Forge. The Thieves' Forge is rustling and bustling. People are still up. Nighttime is prime time there. People are drinking, eating, and having a good time with the sound and cheers, with playing their own games. People see you bring in this tied up guy, and they all cheer like, yeah, the newbies got one. And you all start clapping, and then quickly going back to whatever they were doing. Uh, Burnsfield looks at you, gives you a solemn nod, and then kind of shrugs over to the Duncan's friend's room and kind of lets you know that they're waiting in there for you. You guys smell all this delicious food, by the way? Drill makes a plate. He grabs some bacon and some other shit, and he grabs a beer as he, like, limps into the other room. You, <laughs> when you grab food, like, you notice there's just a bunch of cheese on there, too. And the whole group, Hugh, Baldy, Leslie, Jubes, and Bandabaris are now sitting at the table. Jubes is drawing on a map of Dilmore with a bunch of X's and arrows. Jubes puts both hands on the table, looks up at you. So it's about time. You boys ready for a heist? And that is where we're going to end this week's session. Oh, nice. let's <laughs> go, dude. I swear to God, if you turn me into a rat, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God. I mean, me listen, we'll talk about it on the after show. We'll talk I mean, about it on the yeah. after show. But let's talk about some things right now. So a lot happened. You guys left. Not a lot of travel happened, but it was an encountered Phil episode. You know, you guys... You guys met, you know, another group of the of the Jazzy Jazz Thieves, the Dark Alleyway Gang. First the Low-Way Gang, then the Dark but Alleyway Gang. I hate them so much <laughs> at the same time. Love-hate relationship. It really know? is. It's the definition mm -hmm. of one. They fill our hearts with songs yeah. and jazz. <laughs> Thanks for riffing along with us, uh, audience. So we really appreciate you being here and listening to us. Yeah. And you guys got a lot of magic items, too. Like, you guys got a lot of stuff in yeah, such a short amount jump. of time. Yeah, For real. And uh, you guys might be performing a, a, fucking, a fucking high soon. I'm actually, I'm super excited for that. That seems like a lot of fun uh, if you guys decide to go down that route. But we'll talk about it in the after show. Um, guys, before we sign off, is there anything you guys want to talk about? You want to plug? We'll start off with Jared. Uh, No, I'm good. I got nothing. Just normal stuff. TikTok, get in there. Plug into TikTok. All right. <laughs> I'm going to plug pizza bagels again. Yeah. Go pizza bagels. Yummy stuff, you know? Um, that one's for Drell. Yeah. <laughs> Drell, I'm what do you find? I'm going to plug, uh, you know, my Twitch. I try to stream, uh, like, not very consistently, but I try to every once in a while. So if you guys want to come over and Just hang play out. Some games? Okay. Um, yeah, Twice a week, I play Tuesdays FPSs. So if you guys don't like FPSs, I understand. You don't have to come by. You can if you want though. It's um RPKLYFE, RPK Life, but life is spelled with a Y. Yeah. Um next Tuesday we're all gonna be playing Fortnite, you know? <laughs> that is a lie. Uh no. <laughs> maybe though, who knows? So Megan Fortnite. Yeah, check it out. Uh I'm gonna go ahead and plug Discord. Get in there, baby. Come chat it up. Come hang out. Come play among us. We're yeah. gonna be doing some Discord stuff soon. Um you know, we're hanging out with right the community. Now. We're going to be just chilling. We're going to be hanging out, play some games maybe. Maybe you can play some D&D, &D, maybe not play some D&D. &D. And, uh, you know, mm -hmm. tell your friends about the show. If you like the show, let them know. Yeah, more homework. Tell one person. 
And then they're gonna tell two people, and then they're gonna tell two people, and then we're gonna be super fit. No, <laughs> see, it's called multi-level marketing. Um, is how we're gonna yeah yeah yeah. Ties this podcast. Within within five lapses, we've told the whole exactly. world. Exactly, I'm loving it. And uh, all right, that's where we're gonna end this week's episode, guys. Thank you for the love and support. And everything between, we appreciate you. And now we're gonna move on to the Patreon supporters or Humbrea's heroes. Take it away, future me. Hi, it's Future Me. It's time to thank the supporters of our show. First up, we have Sigic College alumni, Ulrich Shield Dust. Ulrich not only owns a fleet of successful blacksmith shops, but he is also a giant slayer. Once, Ulrich killed a giant who tried to cook him in a giant pot filled with delicious spices and herbs. Now that's what I call a seasoned adventurer. Let's move to Humbrea's heroes. First up, we have Man with Glass, infamous glass blower of Humbrea. That's right, infamous. Recently, Man with Glass has been on a crime spree across Humbrea. If anyone has anything about the whereabouts on Man with Glass, send an owl to the address listed below this episode. Any information will be greatly appreciated. Next, we have Pascal Elliott, AKA Charcoal Darts, wild magic artist and character artist of D&D 404. Did you catch the shooting star in the night sky? That was a whisk of Elliot's paintbrush across its dark and beautiful starry canvas. Next, we have Artemis, infamous gladiator and bouncer of the Kambuki pits. It was said that he once boxed the abominable snowman and won. However, the beaten beast is a bit of a sore loser and claims he wasn't Yeti. Next up is Joshua Weaver, bag weaver of Humbrea. Recently, in the city of Dilmore, weird bags have been popping up all around the knots with mysterious items inside. It was unsure what the items were, but it was rumored that it was last year's W-2s. That's right, this is a reminder to do your taxes. You're coming to get close if you're hearing it for the first time now. Lastly, we have our newest hero, Alex Dredd. Or should I say Alex George Dredd, a hero of the people with an appetite for justice. Alex is an angry wizard with two fully loaded arcane focuses ready to go, and he's got a spell slotted with your name on it. Thank you again to all the Patreon supporters. We appreciate the love and support and everything in between. That's it for this week's episode. We'll catch you in the next one. Have a great week. Oh, bye.